0: Hey, good morning to everyone, Nev, uh, morning, Roz, uh, Brendan, thanks for the shout out, mate. Um, Graham, Sean, Brendan, Rosalind, Pratesh, Graham, Luke, Sean, Nigel, Marcus, Melinda, good to see you guys uh, jumping on this morning, welcome to another Wealth Coffee chat, Sharon, morning Sharon, I'm looking forward to catching up a bit later today, I think you and I are going to hang out, which would be a bit, bit of fun, fun. If, if you, you don't, don't already know. know Jason not is my name. Um, so um, let us know if you're new. If you're dropping by, this the first time, or maybe you're new to our mentoring program. Uh, like Pratesh said, we had a, a bit of a nuts and bolts mentoring night the other night about tax, and that was just scratching the surface, Pratesh. Um, there's so much that you can do when it comes to managing the costs that are associated with to investing and minimising those and maximising your returns, so uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that the other night, Pratesh, um, good to see you uh, here, Stephen, yeah mate, it's been a while, I hope you're well, hope you're well, hope you're well, um, and Ashley, good morning, thought we might uh, hang out this morning and talk about a few things, um, but um, like I said, if you're new, let us know, let us know uh, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're new, where you're from, give us a shout out, whatever it might be. Um you think my Michael, two mics going on there. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, here we go. I do have two mics going on. Is that any better, team? How about that? Ask, tell me if that works now. Um <laughs> I've got a bit of a bit of stuff. All right, Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn that one on and turn that one off. There you go, Marcus. You're dead right, mate. I did have two mics uh going into my system. Um and um um it was uh, mucking around, anyway. <laughs> well, thankfully, thankfully, you guys aren't here for for technology tips. Anyway, there you go. Um, but uh, hey, this morning, uh, I chucked a bit of a title. Um, well, there you go, Jeff. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what uh, what goes on with those things. It's interesting out there. There's uh, some, you know, there's some rhetoric going on in the marketplace. And in uh, in the newspapers, et cetera, there's an election going. Unless you unless you unless you live under a rock, um, you know you know that uh, all the parties are vying to get re-elected and uh, talking about certain things. But um, you know, one thing that I don't see a lot uh, a lot of politicians talking about. You know, <clears throat> and it's not. I don't understand. For me, maybe this is just a little bit of an aside this morning. Stick with me. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't particularly. Um, you know, support either side. Uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, both of them give me the shits when it comes to the world of property investing. They change their mind all the time, and especially taxing me, which annoys the crap out of me. But anyway, let's not uh, go down uh, go down that path this morning. Um, I don't hear uh, a conversation about these two things that I think are vitally important for the next five years in Australia, uh, and one of them um, is uh, is very under the the talk about this right now. You guys have heard me talk about the supply and demand issues we have in Australia. You know, we have actually a, a lot of small uh, builders uh, and some large builders and developers um, going bust at the moment and um, I think we will see a little bit more of that coming towards the end of the year. Um, we've got our ear to the ground here at Positive, you know, and thankfully, you know, we've been working with some great people, Um some great people in that space uh, that none of them are getting out sort of unscarred when it comes to this building boom we've got going on. We've got a building demand boom, <coughs> but a supply chain shortage and disaster going on. Uh, but that what that wasn't my main point of conversation this morning. Um, there's an article going around um, that uh, I read, and it was in the actual budget papers um, uh, for. The, in the last few months. Uh and tell me what do you guys think this is? 180,000 in 2022-23, 213,000 in twenty three, twenty four, 24 and then settle around 235,000 <coughs> um uh in 2025. What do you guys think that is? Tell me. If we add those together, uh that looks to me well over 600,000 um six hundred thousand and Brendan's right on it and listen team we're talking about migration we're talking about migration um, uh, more importantly overseas migration you know over six hundred thousand people the government is targeting to bring into the country and I've personally I think it's a fantastic um, um, process unfortunately uh, as Australians we're not we're not replicating enough our actual natural increase in population is declining. We have a problem, a challenge in our, um, in, our, um, in our country that it is a massive piece of real estate with a very small amount of people. Uh, we have to maintain uh, infrastructure all around this country with a very small taxpayer base, even though I was having a good whinge a moment ago about paying taxes. Uh, I don't like paying taxes I, I shouldn't be paying personally. But um, we must, we need people in the population we need the population of australia to grow not shrink uh, and and they need to enter the workforce and be productive people in our society um and um the population uh has been declining naturally for for a number of decades we haven't been having enough kids you lot um and they're expensive little buggers um i've got three i did my um which politician did the old uh you know, one for you, one for mum, one for dad, and one for the country. Who did that? Was that John Howard? Was that John Howard or was that Bob Hawke? Or, or was it Paul Keating? Which one of Can anyone remember which politician that was? Juggle <laughs> it in the chat for me. Um, as you go. Um, but um, our population needs to at least grow a little bit. And uh, we haven't been having enough children. Uh, children? Uh, Team, so Costello, there you go, Costello, there. thanks BJ, Uh, who knows that. So listen, team, here's what I'm telling you right now. We have a population explosion uh, heading our way, heading our way. We're going to have 600,000 people in a very short period of time, two to three years. Um, That will uh, reach a zenith. Um, in the sort of two hundred and thirty to over two hundred thousand people per annum, um, the government needs to do it for. We've got skill shortages. Excuse me. Uh, we've got skill shortages. We've got all sorts of stuff. Okay. Um, and um, what I wanted to talk about today is I want to talk about this migration, how it how it works or how it has worked in the past in Australia, and for all of us, how we might um take advantage of these things um in in the coming years as property investors. So let's have a bit of a chat about that. This is interesting as well, team. Uh, Over the next five years, um, a very high proportion, probably the highest proportion for over 20 years, the highest proportion of uh, our population, young population, turning 18. So we're now getting a a large amount of young people. um, We've had a bit of a... I think it was a Gen X or something. One of the um, one of the age groups, a little bit of a population boom. Uh, people did have a few few kids, but they're going to uh, enter the workforce as well, or enter the workforce and also the um, uh, the uh, housing market. Right? So it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, you got <laughs> you got one new taxpayer in June. Good work for Well done, mate. We got to we got to put a couple of taxpayers in there. Like, listen, you know uh, when we all get old. Uh, and we're retired, we need, we need some young people to um, uh, make sure that they contribute to the uh, infrastructure of the country, okay? Well, that, that's important for us all. So we've got 600,000 people on their way in the next three to four years and more probably if you talk about it over five years. Just add this up over five years. Imagine they do reach 200,000 um, 200, a year for five years that's a million people. That's a million people um, over that period of time um, uh, into the into the country, and we are uh, in dire straits right now when it comes to construction uh, and property. And uh, you know, you get the banks and the uh, and the you know the newspapers carrying on like a friggin' bunch of pork chops. Ah, interest rates are going to go up, property prices are going to go down. You know, uh, what what a bunch of bullshit. They're not talking about you know these massive amount of supply and demand issues we've got. And they're not talking about, you know, 600,000-plus people going to enter the country with money, by the way, because, you know, whether you like it or not, Australia's immigration um, policy is if you've got skills, you've got money, um, and, uh, you know, you pa- you t- you pass all the tests, you can come into the country. So they're going to come in with money, they're going to come in with skills, they're going to get jobs, and they're going to buy houses. Well, they want to buy houses, and so where are they bloody going to live? So, you know, for me, for you, like, what's going to happen, team, um, in these next few years? I find it very difficult to believe that just because interest rates go up a few bucks, that um, property prices are going to go down. I, th- I think it's the stupidest concept on the planet right now, When the-, the way they're talking. Potentially the idea that owner-occupiers who borrowed more than they should or who can't afford it, blah, 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 We've had this chat before. There's we've had more we've got more savings than we've ever had. We've got more equity than we've ever had for the first time in a decade. Our our salaries are going up and our incomes are going up. Um, you know, so there's some positive things. I'm not gonna harp on about that. But join me next week for <coughs> I'm going to do a one hour special, actually, at mentoring called Fear and Facts. Because every now and then, every few years, I've got to I've gotta put this um I gotta put this stuff to bed. You're dead right, Protesh. Common sense ain't that bloody common, unfortunately. So we've got six hundred thousand people coming. Let's look at, let's look at, let's look at how when they come into Australia <coughs> Excuse me. Let's look how they come into Australia, where they disperse to, team. Um <laughs> Brendan, I like that, mate. I like it a lot. You can't put brains into hardwood. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good one. Now, Listen, you know, uh, clearly, over the last couple of years, <clears throat> we haven't had a lot of people enter the country. You know, come sort of uh, um, early 2000s, the government said, listen, listen, we need our population to grow. Natural increase is not cutting the mustard. Let's get quite aggressive with our immigration policy, right? And on average, you know, if you look over that sort of decade or those 20 years, on average, it's, you know, averaged out about 250,000 people, okay? And that is the number, ladies and gents, that's the number the government will bring the overseas migration, immigration to, and that's the plan, right? 180, 200, 250,000, et cetera, et cetera. That's coming our way, okay? What happens, tell me right now, team, when, when, um, when we have a large amount of people enter the country, there are two places um, by and large, that the majority of those people enter the country. And tell me uh, what two cities are those, folks? Let, let me know in the chat. By and large, now this is kind of, um, let's call it 80% of overseas migration lands in these two um, these two cities or states as a priority when they enter the country. Tell me what they are. Boom, Pratesh is on it. Nice, fast fingers this morning. Pratesh, yep, Melbourne and Sydney, Luke. Melbourne and Sydney, Pratesh, it's Melbourne and Sydney team because, you know, they're the big cities. They're the ones that people know from overseas. Yep, Sydney, Melbourne, Ash. That's exactly right. So Sydney is in all bloody sorts. Sydney is all in all sorts. It's, you know, its prices are a sky high. Hey, morning, Chris. Prices are sky high and, um, you know, its supply chain is bloody buggered as well. So Sydney's going to have some challenges and some problems, you know, um, <clears throat> and then Melbourne. I think Melbourne is, is a dark horse for me. I think Melbourne's severely undervalued when it comes to certain marketplaces and certain pockets, folks. And, you know, me, Sam, and the other team have talked about that. COVID beat Melbourne up, unfortunately, for all you Melbourneites. you know, the, the you know, worst lockdown in the world, etc. For two years, you know, there was an assault on, on Melbourne, um, and, and uh, now it's unlocked. And, you know, the house price of Melbourne did okay, uh, but the rents did not, and uh, and um, townhouses and apartments struggled. But I can tell you right now, we're seeing some amazing results um, now that the the COVID shackles are lifted uh, down in Melbourne. So I still think it's undervalued. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about today. So Sydney and Melbourne um, is where the majority of the population comes in, and uh, if we had a look at sort of the net um, overseas migration, you can see here, you know. Sydney and Melbourne, Sydney and Melbourne, Sydney and Melbourne. It's where the majority land, okay? Um, and you can see little old Queensland is getting a, a fair lick of the ice cream um, in comparison to the other, the other, the other states, okay? So, um, um, yeah, you're dead right, Luke. Yeah, you're dead right. What we're not seeing Melbourne building, Melbourne construction um, have. Have problems like we're seeing in Queensland. right, like, team, we've seen Melbourne construction prices go up maybe 5%, where Queensland 20%, oh, 30%, crazy, crazy times. But um, again, when you balance it up, team, you know, Melbourne, uh, Mel- like, like Brisbane prices are still 50% um, of, of Sydney prices. So it's still good value. The, the rental yield's still, you know, four and a half, five percent, still good value, um, you know, and, uh, but I still think Melbourne's got some legs in it. Anyway, but look at this. As we were saying, All right, okay, if we're thinking, if we want to benefit from <coughs> directly some of this overseas pressure and boom team, um, well, that's going to land in places like Sydney, and it's going to land in places like Melbourne you know um and 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 certainly Queensland um was getting a bit of the um bit of that as well and and western australia now western australia um i think going to have a little resurgence because its mining is back um at the forefront but it's not going to be like the 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 mining boom times back here um folks um and this was this mining boom driven thingy anyway not going to talk about that um <clears throat> so If we want to take advantage of what this looks like when it comes to the next little bit, ladies and gents, um, we need to think about which state is going to get the, you know, maybe the lion's share of this stuff. And you have a look at what happens interstate migration. So there's a few things. You go, go, all right, where are they going to land? Where is this population boom going to particularly affect us? Most likely Melbourne, Sydney and Queensland. And then, you know, uh, who will be displaced? How is the displacement from those cities going to push into other places, okay? And so often what happens, you can sort of see here, um, you know, it's uh, uh, if you have a look at New South Wales, for a long time, New South Wales has had a drain on its population, um, you know, SA and so, so too with WA. Um, and you know they move to other places so you know it was very popular to move internally to victoria or queensland and that has been kind of the that's been the kind of the go to team for a long long time so i for me for you if we're sitting all sitting here right now and go how are we going to take advantage of this in the next little bit it's if we have you know six hundred thousand people enter the country via Melbourne and Sydney, majority of those people will actually stay in Melbourne, and some people will will be displaced and want to leave. Um, now that might be original residents, or they, or, or people who arrive go. This is too expensive. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then you know the other advantage is those populations will flee to southeast Queensland is very popular. So all the way from literally Tweed Heads probably if you wanted to include it all the way from Byron Bay to Noosa, to be honest, that, that kind of chunk of, of Southeast Queensland, uh, and Melbourne, um, and, um, you know, any further afoot, people going to South Australia, WA, other places, um, is limited internally. So, you know, the takeaway, what's the takeaway? Yeah. Tasmania's left out. <laughs> well, protest Tasmania's population went backwards for over a decade. Um, kind of like a, a retirement place now for um you know Melbourne and other places anyway Tasmania you're all right but I still don't understand how your property prices can go up crazily and and your your economy down there is rubbish um I just it's kind of like it's a holiday town it's a big holiday town with no real jobs um sadly sadly Tasmania is a beautiful amazing place but the just the jobs and the economy and stuff is just just hardly non-existent sadly But anyway, that might change one day, protest. you never know. Um, So what's the point? What's the big takeaway here today, team? We've got a lot of people coming into the country. Uh, It's going to happen. It might go slow to begin with, but it will pick up. It will speed up. Where are they going to land, Sydney and Melbourne? Where can we take advantage of things? Because for for the most part, most of us are priced out of Sydney, priced out of Sydney. Um, Melbourne. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think it's massively undervalued, um, and and Brisbane, southeast Queensland, huge opportunity. The population pressure and push will go into those three states as a majority. So it's not going to sort of you know you're not going to be down in um, you know South Australia and go oh my lord you know the population's boom down here it's gone gone ballistic, um, or Tassie, or Western Australia per se. Okay, so that's what I wanted to have a bit of a chat about today. But I find, it, I find it really bizarre. I find it really bizarre, team. I find it super bizarre that the government, oh, there we go, the politicians aren't talking about this stuff. We've got a bloody disaster on our hands and all they want to do is give away more free money to the friggin' first home buyers who can't even afford to buy the properties anyway. Anyway, don't get me started. I'll get her on a ramp. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and and certainly protest the major employment precincts. Like tell me, right now, team, out of Sydney, if you if you wanted to sort of get a piece of New South Wales, if Sydney's priced out, what happens? Where's the affordable pieces? Where's a where's a employment precinct north or south in Sydney that uh that might be worth looking at? And um, you know, uh that's Central Coast, Newcastle, that's Wollongong, you know, down that way. Those places you can still Get well priced real estate, um, you know, and well priced is anywhere from sort of 650 to 850 Yet Yeah, Newcastle, boom, Luke, um, Nikhil. Uh, we love Newcastle. We've done a lot of stuff in Newcastle. We think it's an absolutely cracking opportunity um, if you want to get a piece of the the New South Wales story. Um, the Hunter region, dead right, Brendan. Um, we think it's, and it's got massive employment nodes up there and whatever. So um, there you go. Anyway, team, that's it. I think I've gone over time. Um, Rabbiting on a little bit, but we've got a lot of population coming. How can we take advantage of it? It's mostly on the east coast, uh, and for all of us, think about it as you as a property investor. And and to be honest, listen, team, you hear the media carrying on like a bunch of pork chops. Oh, you know, interest rates going to go up, house prices going to go down. Bullshit. <laughs> They're just full of it, and uh, you know the banks are are, are just um, doing scaremongering as well. So. You know there's lots of factors that go into prices, go into rents, go into long-term value. Listen, there might be some short-term uncertainty, but stick with it, team. Eye on the prize because you guys know this. There's a few sayings around here. Buy well, never sell. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. I think that's a good way to wind up today because I'm just ranting and rambling now. All right, guys, that's it. I'm done. You guys have a good day. Um, Be awesome. Be well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Patesh. Thanks, team. Join me tomorrow. Bye-bye.